Hello, and welcome to Asians Represent. I'm Daniel Kwan. And I'm Agatha Chang. And we're your hosts. So what's today's episode about, Agatha? It's a Gen Con recap episode. And it's also our one-year one anniversary. anniversary. One-year. We're supposed to whisper. Yeah, one one year ago, we released the very first pilot episode of Asians Represent. Mm-hmm. And so for this episode, we're going to be recapping Gen Con, recapping our first year as co-hosts of this podcast, mm-hmm. and answering your questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. We're going to talk about some things that we got going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let, let's start with, um, we, we got some mail yeah, we did. Yeah, we got some mail. Oh my gosh! I know this is. I think this is the first. Well, this is this is the second time the show has gotten mail, but this is the first time the show has gotten mail for a project that we 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 love and got a shout out for. Yeah, we shout out this project. Yeah, we got a, a preview version of the fiasco in a box from Bully Pulpit Games. We love Bully Pulpit Games. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love bully public games. I don't know if you do. I think you do. I didn't realize that was a, that was a part of the Asians represent branding. I mean, we Should, could Asians represent. We love bully public yeah. games. It's just an Asian. It's an Asian podcast about bully public games, and they had never put out an Asian I, game. I know. This is our new tagline. <laughs> we only play when we play Fiasco. We only play it with Asian themes. <laughs> what? Yeah, we could be we could be in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yo. That'd be hectic. Yeah. Well, there is a Chinese restaurant RPG that we're going to talk about in the future. Oh, okay. With uh, Sen and Banana Chan. They're working on a thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. But we can also have a Chinese restaurant. I think there's like... No, there is a setting that someone wrote for Fiasco a long time ago, and it had something to do with... Maybe it was a Chinese restaurant, or it was maybe like looking for a lost treasure. The name has something to do with Bamboo or Panda. No, God. <laughs> But it, oh, but it was like it wasn't bad. I remember reading through it and being like, "I'd play this." People, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's not bad. There are a lot of games that I think are really bad that I would still play for jokes. Okay, I wasn't going to play it for jokes. It oh, was, okay. It was yeah. Anyway, it's not important. The listeners are like it yet has bamboo and pandas, and listeners are screaming stereotype. Yeah, I don't know if I'm stereotyping it in my memory, or or maybe it has something to do with like maybe it has something like golden in there so listeners <laughs> we are now a puzzle podcast <laughs> puzzle podcast please figure out what scenario i'm talking about yeah but bully public games send us a uh a, a, an advanced copy of fiasco in a box mm-hmm. uh they're on kickstarter right now so as of recording um well when if you're listening to this on the day of release on the day of our anniversary they will have uh, 18 days left in their kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. uh they have already smashed their goal yeah like true. smashed their goal they asked for thirteen thousand two hundred forty five canadian which is a round number in american dollars okay. probably like two american dollars <laughs> uh, and they've already raised 140,661 as of this recording sweet that's incredible um Bully Public Games are awesome. Actually, one of one on my old podcast, Curiosity and Focus, one of the first gaming people I actually had on the show uh, was Jason Morningstar. Oh, yeah, we talked about like Night Witches. We talked about historical games and education. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a very nice person. I finally met him in person this time at Gen Con. So, and I did you meet Steve? Steve, yes. Beard. Yeah, because I think he's one of the people that. 
has been running Games on Demand at Gen Con for a long time. Yep. And he's trying to step back, but he still couldn't help helping out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he, he's really nice. They're all very nice. Yeah, they're all very nice. And they sent us Fiasco in a Box. Sweet. So what we're going to do is sometime in the near future, we're going to try to do some sort of live stream. We might play it. Or we might just do an unboxing and show you what's there. Yeah. Um, but they were really kind, sent us this advanced copy, and I'm really excited to eventually play it. Yeah, because like, we will play it for the show. Oh, we will? I think so. Okay. We, 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 we might. Maybe we'll do a live stream. Maybe we'll play it at a con. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reason why I even got interested in role-playing games was because I saw, like, an actual play of this on the role-play YouTube channel. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, granted, it was also played by a bunch of actors. Oh, so okay. they told like the most amazing story. But I was like so taken by how just this there's this medium of these games that you can play where you just tell stories and you get to act. And that's so cool. And then you were like, I gotta do this. Yeah, and then I started playing D D and Pathfinder. Which you could still do that in. Yes, you can. Which is why we're doing... <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're doing a DD show. Yes. Yeah. So I I have a soft spot in my heart for a fiasco, and I'm, I would be excited to play it. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We... Uh, yeah. Thank you, Bully Public Games. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it's it's cool. It's it's a nice gesture from a, from a gaming company. Um, our D&D show, we, uh, we got some support from Hero Forge, Woo-hoo. but we'll, we'll do that on a separate day. Oh. One of the things, well, when we get our minis, when we design our minis, <gasps> minis, cause we get to design them online in 3d and hey, have them 3d printed. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm garbage at visual design. So no, we, we can work together. We could do a live stream when we design our minis. That okay. might be so much fun. Okay. I checked online. They don't have a shrimp. How disappointing. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, it, well, it's well, good. It's good. This means that I can design whatever I want. Just like this freak. <laughs> the face of a turtle with the body of a skeleton. A shrimp, of course. A shrimp, that's a shrimp. It's been eaten. <laughs> oh, by God. a turtle. By, I don't know, I thought something with a shell or a, a beak might be akin to a shrimp without the whiskers. I just created something monstrous. I don't know if that's what I had in mind when I thought of shrimp. <laughs> Definitely not. But... But first of all, like, Dunami did an amazing job mm-hmm. on that art. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Like, people are loving the way Dongfeng looks. I'm loving it. Yeah. Look powerful, regal, divine. Like a shrimp. Like a shrimp. Mm-hmm. Like a mantis shrimp. Mm-hmm. But also kind of, like, looks like they can still fit into this world. They look like the yeah. three characters look yeah. like a nice, cohesive unit. They look like a party. They look like a party. Oh my god, that's a D&D term. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god Agatha. <laughs> Slowly converting Agatha <laughs> to D&D. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, Bully Public Games. I don't know why we went on that D&D tangent, but thank you. Um, <laughs> because you're here. That's why we're going on D&D tangents. <laughs> Whoa. Um, speaking of D&D tangents, let's go to Gen Con. Yes. Yeah. So let's like, let's do D&D. Well, because um, it was kind of like Lake Geneva Convention, Gary Gygax, co-creator of D anD D. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's 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 the there's the segue into oh, to Gen I see. Con. Right. Um, but but really, like we're both we're both a week out of Gen Con. Yeah, it's it's been exactly a week as of you know the time we're recording this episode. Yep, I'm only getting sick now. Oh, are you getting Concred? I don't think it's Concred. I think I'm just like really exhausted, and then I got sick. Okay, yeah, I had like mad exhaustion. Yeah. I think the second day 
so I came back on the Sunday and then I immediately like passed out when I got home and I slept for like 13 hours. Mm-hmm. I think I did something similar. And I also had like a hectic flight experience. Because, oh, do because tell. I, I flew, okay, so I was a fool and I flew from Toronto to Indianapolis. I don't recommend this. If you're going from Toronto, drive. <laughs> but yeah, so and when I was flying back, it was like a weird flight. It was like going from Indianapolis to Chicago, then to Toronto. And it's like an hour. What's the point? Because it was cheaper. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I guess. But yeah. like, that's like such a short stop. Yeah, it really was. Um, and my, my flight got delayed. So I had like, I think I had basically like around 30 minutes for my, uh, tr- my crossover. What's the, what's the term again? Like term- layover. Layover. Thank you. For my layover. And then because I was late, like by the time I got there, the flight to Toronto had taken off. And so I was like. You got stranded? I I could have gotten stranded, but I was like, yo, like, what's going on? What do I do? And then the lady there was, like, super nice, and she was like, oh, yeah, just go talk to the customer service. They're right next door. And I was like, okay. And I go there, and I'm like, hi, I'm on this flight. It was delayed. And they were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm going to get you on this other flight. And I was flying with, I don't remember. I was flying with American. And then they were like, okay, so your flight, the next flight that you're going to be going with is on United. And uh, the flight... They're boarding in uh, 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And the the, board, the gate is on the other side of the airport. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. So, um, yeah. And I'm like, great. And I take, <laughs> I take the, the, the boarding pass and I just like start running. And I'm like tugging this luggage and I'm super unfit. For all the listeners, I'm really unfit. Okay. And I'm like running. Well, I'm not running. I'm just speed walking because I'm so unfit. I can't run. You were power walking. I was really power walking. And I was sweating like crazy. And I got these new glasses. And they um, they don't stay on my face. So they keep sliding down. And I'm like trying to push them <laughs> up, trying to speed walk, trying to avoid all the people are, that are at this airport. And by the time I got there, they were like in the middle of boarding. And the lady that was there was like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the girl that had to run from the other side of the airport. And I was like, correct. <gasps> That's definitely me. And then the, the, the person that she was talking to was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Dang. Yeah. It was, well, it was such a workout. Actually, Jenga was just such a workout in general. It was, it was so big. Yeah. Yeah. I got so tired. Yeah, it, it's, it's a massive I'm Okay. Well, I will say this. Your airport experience, uh, while harrowing and certainly tough. Uh-huh could have been way worse mm-hmm. are you friend, gonna share no well not for me because i drove oh. i had a wonderful time um but Kristen of the broadswords oh yeah came two days late because she was trapped in new york trapped in new york like the terminal style yeah um yeah so because of the storm right it like some sort of storm that like really did it actually happen i don't oh. know um, <laughs> it's a conspiracy oh <laughs> to disrupt Kristen from the Broadswords. No, uh, yeah, they got stuck in JFK, and it sucked. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, my drive, my, like, commute down was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Tracy, who lives, like, just outside of Toronto from the Broadswords, mm-hmm. picked me up at work. Mm-hmm. Um, we drove down to Windsor, spent the night mm-hmm. at Victoria's place. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Victoria, um, Victoria's partner, uh, um, Kevin, I was going to say Mike. That's, a like, a... It's a thing that happened. It's a joke. Yeah. I get it. Uh, 
Mike, sorry, Kevin. Road Jesus. trip jokes. No, actually, it, it happened at the Critical Role party. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like one of the cast members of Critical Role went up to Kevin and was like, I know you. You're, You're Mike. <laughs> He's like, I don't know you. And he was like, who are you? And Victoria's like, he's that guy on the TV screen. I love <laughs> so that. So he just kept calling him Mike. He's too good for the critical role people. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, so Victoria, her husband, Kevin, Bianca, myself, and Tracy, we all drove down. And we had a really good drive down. We only encountered one racist person. So hey, it was pretty that's great. pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I can respect that. I we saw, we, yeah. Uh, and we'll get into Gen Con and that sort of content. Next, mm-hmm. but so your journey back home mm-hmm. was it back home that sucked? No, I mean, it didn't suck, it was just really exhausting. Yeah, I feel like in general, it was still like pretty nice. Like, my first Gen Con experience has been pretty good in terms of the people I've met. Like, everyone has been so nice. I, I'm lost constantly because I didn't take one of those booklets with a map on it. So I'm always like, oh, I need to get to here because I'm on a panel. <laughs> Can someone <laughs> help me? And all these different people are like, oh, yeah, I think you go this way. And then like one person that w- I was not talking to, like stopped, ran back to me and was like, I'm pretty sure you need to go this way. Here's oh, a map. Here's- he-, he was so nice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We had so many nice people. Yeah, people were really nice. People were really friendly. Yeah. So this was your first Gen Con mm-hmm. and this is my second Gen Con. Mm-hmm. How was your experience? First time Gen Connor, other than it being vast and labyrinthian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? It was um, it was not as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. I would I I was very anxious going up to it, and I was also very anxious while I was there because I forgot my medication at home. Friends, I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, but in in spite of that, I I thought it was very nice uh, because I was mostly at the games on demand tables yeah and for those of you who don't know uh games on demand is uh basically like uh an opportunity for people to play indie games and so you just go there and then you sign up sort of i can explain the whole process but i'm not going to but it's just (laughs) you can go there and then you get an opportunity to pick from like a roster of cool indie games and then you play and it's just like it's a constantly rotating kind of like games set of games that's being run and it's also very cheap so there's like two hour and four hour games and it was just it was really nice the people there were really nice and it was in the Hyatt Regency so that was less busy and so I didn't feel overwhelmed at all I never stepped into the dealer hall despite the fact that I really wanted to buy for the queen (laughs) oh so I bought it just because I knew you might not be able to yeah so I bought it so we could play it sweet yeah and we're gonna do a one-on-one yeah for the queen it's gonna be so intense I'm looking forward to it because I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Have you played two player games before? I have. Aren't they so intense? They are super intense. The intensity level really skyrockets. The first time I ever played a two player game was Starcrossed. Yeah, that's when it was called Tension. Yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, what was your scenario that you played? We made it up. So, oh yeah. So I had, um, and this is actually an answer to one of the questions we got asked. But um, Kat Kruger, she's the DM of the D20 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had met through my old podcast mm-hmm. before Kat had started doing D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. And we met in person for the first time at PAX Unplugged 2017. And um, we were like, oh, I just I had just met Alex at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I met Alex, Jason, and Steve at a Chinese restaurant, and we <laughs> did it together um, because a friend of a friend. And I was like, and Alex was telling me about their game, Tension, which is now called Starcrossed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this game sounds dope. 
Yeah. Um, and so I really didn't know what it was about. So I was like, oh, cat, we like we had some time to play a game. So I was like, I have this friend that I just made and they designed this game called Tension. I think it's pretty cool. And we went and I in my head, I didn't think that it was a game that could have been about like sexual tension. And this is somebody who I just met in person for the first time. That's the perfect situation. <laughs> the perfect situation, right? And so like cat was like totally down. So we played it and it was a scenario um, themed after the uh, Witcher. Oh, snap. And um, yeah, it was awesome. And Kat played uh, Siri. And I played as Dandelion. Don't know what you're referring to. Okay, so Siri is this badass character who has like the blood of elves and is uh, like a source, is like a powerful source of magic. Mm-hmm. A super badass character. Mm-hmm. And Dandelion just is like bard. <laughs> who Who is like one of the main characters, but like... Um, like tells is literally a bard and tells tales and all that and is a source of knowledge and it was like um they had this connection with one another but uh everybody sees dandelion as really weak and everybody sees series really strong and mm. nobody s- sees them together mm. and they live very different lives series mm-hmm. like killing monsters and stuff and we got to this point in the scenario and it was so intense that i was we were talking, like Kat and I were talking, and I was holding onto the tower. Yeah, and, yeah. Because I was just, I was supposed to draw. Uh-huh. I, mean, I was supposed to put one, like, on top, right? Oh, yeah, okay. And I was holding onto it because I was so into the conversation, and I pulled it all, like, the whole tower over. Oh, snap. By accident. And, but I just got so into it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was one of the, the first that I ever played, and I played a couple times since. Yeah, same. Yeah, the first time I played it was also when it was still called Tension. That game was pretty interesting. Yeah. Played it a lot since as well. I like Starcross as a name though. That one worked out really well for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant to use that mechanic. But anyway, so my Gen Con was just pretty um pretty low key. I mean the Ennies happened. The oh yeah, the Ennies did happen. It was very long. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed till the end. Yeah, we did. We got you, Hakan. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Shout out to Hakan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dialect. Any winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, so you did Games on Demand, you did the Ennies. Mm-hmm. And then I played two games. One was a game of Starcrossed, and then the other was a game for the Queen. So it was Alex. Roberts. Alex. <laughs> is this a big Alex Roberts con? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we went to a swanky Kickstarter party, too. Yeah, we did. That was intense. I ate a lot of I ate a lot of veggies. There were so much veggies. So shout out to Kickstarter for <laughs> yeah. providing shout us out, with shout vitamins. Shout out to Kickstarter, and shout out to Taylor from Kickstarter yeah. for just like sitting there and telling us about stuff that podcasters can do on kickstarter yeah it was really cool because like we were we both kind of left like inspired we were like oh my god yeah asians represent merch oh that's marla that's marla my cat digging into my back and uh marla my backpack yo it's okay oh i guess she's making hold on she she's so every time every single time i've come over and your bag always starts closed and Marla just like goes after it. Maybe she wants the chocolate. Yeah, because that's what cats want. <laughs> chocolate. Cats want. Um, yeah, so you got you did Games on Demand. You played two Alex Roberts games. You went to the Annies. And we went to a swanky Kickstarter party. Yeah, we did. And that's all that I did. And I, I spent a lot of time in the hotel room uh, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very nice. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to do that. It was a really comfortable bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, on the other hand. Yes, tell us your experience. <laughs> so we had a long drive, and that was um, and that was fine. I had a really good time. We actually recorded two podcasts. Yes, yeah, so we recorded one on the way down, and we recorded one on the way back. Um, so that was Broadsource, Asians Represent. Um, I did a lot. This was, it felt like a busier Gen Con for me than last year. Even though this year, I came purely for us mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. Last year, I did what you did, and I came with a publisher, and they paid for stuff, and I ran games for them all weekend. Mm-hmm. But this year, I came for Agents Represent, mm-hmm. and, you know, to do some, like, my Ross Rifle stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a completely different experience. Yeah? Yeah. I, I got to go on the show floor, which is cavernous. Um, I, took, um, I took a lot of video with my GoPro, so I'm going to edit it together. So maybe we'll, I'll, we'll po- post that somewhere or something. Cool. Um, but I got to do some shopping. I didn't buy that much. Um, but I got to see some shady things uh, that I'll talk about. Those are some of my, my low points of Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did, a, I did a ton of shopping. I, in, I got to show some friends around. I painted some miniatures. Yeah, you did. It looked really cool. Yeah, I painted, I ended up painting two. Oh, cool. Uh, I painted another one. I saw the first one. Um, and I'm going to use them for our, uh, our D&D campaign, I think. True. Um, because I was like, oh, this would be like, like a, a really neat character just to, to have in the campaign. Also, because I, I love painting. Uh, this is the, this is the other one. I'm going to make him like some sort of mogwai. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, so I made I made sure that their clothes matched, so yeah. they would be like a duo, like a bear and like this demon. Yeah, I like I really like the colors of the the demon. Yeah, it was, just, it was fun. I just kind of sat there and just painted. Yeah, we can post that. Do, have you posted that to the Facebook? We can post that to the Facebook. Uh, I'll post it to the Facebook. I'll take new pictures. Ooh, yeah, okay. um, but yeah, I did some miniature painting. I did some. Uh, shopping i did well we did we did a panel together we did and i got the audio for that so we'll make that a bonus episode for patrons of the one shot network cool um and then uh, i did a live show which yes, was you did. so much fun oh my god um i'm like always down to do stuff with the broadswords ever since skycon yeah and <laughs> and this time you know you know victoria hit texted me and was like hey you want to do a live show and it's like done i'm in and then like Two weeks before, Victoria's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna post on social media like the little like social media post about it and all that." And Victoria tags Travis from the Adventure Zone, Woo! and I'm like, <laughs> freaking out mm-hmm. because like I love the Adventure Zone and I think they're hilarious. Um, and they really are. They have like really good chemistry. Well, they're a family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh my god. Now I gotta really step up my game. Yeah, playing with some celebs. Playing with some celebs, and so when we went to the live show, it was sold out. Like the room was full. I love it. And I'm sitting there wearing my Jermaine jersey. <laughs> and represent. represent. <laughs> wearing my Jermaine jersey. I had just run from a panel that I did with Brother Ming, Mendez, Banana Chen, and Sen. Oh, yeah, the Asian... The Asian panel, which was also fantastic. Oh, that's very good. Um, and I ran there, and they were like, okay, what's your character? And I'm like, Wukong, the basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you weren't Asian, and you, someone, like, and you played that, I feel like, yo. <laughs> yo. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but I'm wearing, like, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Sun Wukong, but Jeremy Lin. <laughs> So, because I had Gosh. totally thought that um, it was going to be like a fantasy game, mm-hmm. 
because like the last live show we did with the broadswords was a fantasy game. Yeah, it was. But Victoria was like, no, every single, since then, every single live show they've done has been modern. Oh, snap. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that morning made my character. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be Jeremy Lin. I'm going to be a Goliath. Mm-hmm. And we're all college. Like all our characters were in college. Oh my god! So they were like, uh, they had all the, they had all the, you know, the Broadswords characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, Travis played Buckminster, who was like in drama and theater. And I'm like, I'm Jeremy Lin. No, I'm not Jeremy Lin. I'm... <laughs> 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 I'm Wukong, the Goliath. My major is basketball. <laughs> and my minors are in music and environmental science. True. And Wukong was in a frat and uh, really loved K-pop. And it took place at a frat party and it was really good. Wukong said no to performance-enhancing curses. There was a fight. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Oh, Jeremy Lin's a clean athlete. so, so some, Gotta be true to character. Gotta be true to character. Um so yeah, it was it was a really good game, and you know it was it was a nice change because an Asians represent you know the actual plays content that we've done so far, like the one episode of D and D and the four episodes of Masks have been like serious sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and it was nice like doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was a nice change. Like I love doing the drama and the world world building because I think that's what we need in order to get fair representation of Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think doing comedy would just reduce us to stereotypes like a son of Kong who's also a basketball player aka jeremy lynn but in a minor in environmental science that's still oh i guess environmental science is less. and music and his major was basketball yeah i mean if you major in music obviously no he scholarship obviously plays the piano slash violin that's true or we could play the flute well actually on my character sheet i put pan flute a flautist. A flautist. <laughs> but that didn't come up in the game. <laughs> but it was it was nice to do comedy. And, you know, there were a lot of people at the, like a lot of people at that show. So it was, it was really cool. Um, and then I, so I did two panels, one live show. I played two episodes, two episodes, two games of Ross Rifles, mm. uh, which went really well. Um, met some really cool people who are actually like fans of Asian Represent. Oh, cool. But didn't know that I was on it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've encountered that a little bit as well, where I'd be like, I'm Agatha, and then someone would be like, are you, are you Agatha Chang of Asians Represent? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't want to <laughs> assume. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. They were actually like, when I was painting, there were two people who sat across from me, and we were just like chatting. Oh. And then they went to the live show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey. And they were like, oh. uh, they're like, why don't you say anything? I'm like, I just want to paint minis and talk. Yeah. But yeah, I did that and Gen Con was cool. Like we did the Ennies. We didn't win, but you know, we were there. We were present. Mm-hmm. We, we got one of the like the loudest cheers of the entire event. We did. Um it was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was cool. awesome. Um oh and I went to the critical role party. Yeah. Yeah, you fancy. Yeah. The the broadswords all dressed up and I was like, I have this dry fit polo shirt and dark jeans. <laughs> Dark and jeans. Nike sneakers. I'll wear those. You'll look like a programmer. <laughs> I look. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. A real Silicon Valley boy. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when we showed up, it was super cash. <laughs> and I was like, I was like right in the middle. They were fancy. I was like business casual. And then everybody else was cash. Mm. And I was like, I'm a little out of place. So I'm just going to sit in the corner and eat deconstructed sushi. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was that kind of a party. It was that kind of party. And then, you know, I ran into some friends. Kiana introduced me to Matt Mercer. Mm, cool. Um, 
And so like talked to Matt Mercer for a bit. Mm-hmm. Then he followed me on Twitter. And mm-hmm. then I had a freak out in a Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a little, was, I had a fanboy moment. Yeah. Shout out to Tim Hortons. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Hortons. And um, yeah. And it was just cool seeing people who really loved Asians represent and meeting some people who yeah. I want to have on our D&D show. And eventually, mm. yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of. We can... Yeah, that was very cool. And oh, actually, let's talk about yeah the panels. Yeah. So we were on one panel together, and I was on one other panel together. I was on the world building one mm-hmm. with Ryan from uh, Character Creation Character Cast, Creation. and also Aaron. Um, I don't remember what Aaron was on. <laughs> you don't remember what shows Aaron's on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'll Wait, pull you, it up for yeah, you. you can, I'll pull it up for you. It's, it's um, uh, children of. Uh, I can't believe I forgot this because I was literally talking to Aaron at the meetup. It's all my fantasy children. Yes. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah we were also talking about his podcast. Yeah, we were also talking about Aaron, who we like. Aaron's awesome. Yeah, he's very cool. Um, and that was that was a very interesting panel. Yeah. I uh I liked our panel too. It was it was cool. It was uh not just your story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny thing about Ryan from Character Creation Cast, mm-hmm. during the Broadsword live show mm-hmm. that we were in. The lights kept going off in the room, mm-hmm. and we thought they were motion sensors. Mm-hmm. Turns out Ryan was sitting at the back, and his head leaned against the light switch, and he kept turning off the lights by accident. Oh my we were gosh! All waving our arms like a bunch of idiots. That's <laughs> he, amazing. He didn't admit it until later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Ryan. That's fair. R- Ryan is amazing, and I wish that we could have Ryan on this show. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. We we're, we're talking about uh, doing a, a possible future miniseries podcasting so that's an exciting thing for the future mm, that's exciting <laughs> eyebrow wiggle I, i'm eyebrow wiggling <laughs> yeah. but they're not really like they're just like going up and down they're not really yeah they're they're fine there we go i'm just doing it with my fingers um <laughs> not great for podcasts <laughs> and then uh yeah we've got a lot going on and gen con was kind of this moment when i i think this is my experience in gen con i realized that Asians represent really means a lot to people. And we kind of have to live up to these expectations now. Cool. And like, I didn't I didn't get that. No. <laughs> I guess it's just on your shoulders. I guess just on my shoulders. <laughs> but like people really like the stuff that we're doing, the conversations that we're having, and mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be on the show. And so I, I met some people. Um Michelle, who's on the Rat Queens, mm-hmm. um, uh, is gonna do an episode of the D D show. Ooh. Um, there's another, uh, Toronto based person, mm-hmm. uh, Lily from, uh, Roll for Damage. Okay. Uh, who wants to do something with us and wants to either, you know, be on an episode or do our D and D thing. Cause they have a D and D show. That's very cool. Uh, so we got some like collabs in the future mm-hmm. and we have our first, we're going to do a standalone episode, um, sort of a prequel episode of D and D, um, within the coming months with Kiana. Mm-hmm. And Steve, just them, one on one. Oh, just D&D. them, too. just them. <gasps> oh, I thought you so knew that. Cool. It's just gonna be them. Yeah. This time, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say any spoilers. Make them play Starcrossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's gonna be like Starcrossed. Yeah. No spoilers. Make them pull up. But it's going to be just one-on-one D&D, and I'm just going to moderate. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. But I'd like to do episodes like that for every single one of the characters mm-hmm. and have each regular cast member have like a one-on-one episode with a guest who oh, will play an NPC in the world. so cool. Um, so Kiana really liked the idea of being the empress of the entire kingdom of Sha. Yes. So I changed, rewrote the whole history, and they 
Shah uh, is now a, a matriarch? matriarchal. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so we don't have that em- emperor anymore. It's an empress. It's an empress and that's now. Kiana. S- same character oh. with the same kind of background that we talked about, but it's now Kiana and Kiana's going to, Kiana's like, I just want to put lots of kissing in it. I'm like, done. Yeah, true, true. It's going to be great. Uh, so every other cast member is going to have to think of an NPC that they, an NPC idea of somebody they want to interact with. Mm-hmm. And then we'll find somebody to be that NPC. Yo. Yeah. So start thinking. Okay. I'm thinking. Yeah. And, it, and it's from your character. It's a character backstory. Yeah. Episode. Oh my gosh. I want to listen to those now. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we made a, a ton of connections, met a ton of people, mm-hmm. realized that we need to do business cards. We need to have a website. Yeah. So we basically, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have, I had my own business card, which was really crappy. I, and I had my own business cards as well. And it was like, oh, we're any nominated podcast without business cards. Oh, I didn't say that on my business card. Cause... No, I'm not going to put that on. Yeah. But I'm saying we, people recognize us, but we don't have business cards. Yeah, it was really sad. Everyone had like really sick business cards and we just had them. But we're going to do these, these cute little. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we, we're we got something. We got something cool. Okay. Uh, now, next thing. Next thing. So things we didn't like about Gen Con. So I have, I have some things that I didn't like about Gen Con. And I don't know if, if you had anything you wanted to share. No, I had nothing. I didn't like I didn't go far enough into any spheres outside of Games on Demand to really so, talk about that. Okay. So two things I didn't like. Um one of them turned into a positive thing. Uh so I went by the Palladium Press booth again just to kind of see what was going on. They published like rifts and all that. Mm-hmm. And they were still publishing like they were still selling and reprinting really overtly orientalist work mm-hmm. um they are publishing like weapons armor and castles of the orient and mystic china mm-hmm. and i was looking and i was like god damn it and it was like this is like the kind of representation we don't want mm-hmm. um but then at the same booth i met this artist and i was with tracy and bianca of the broadswords this artist's name is charles walton and he works for palladium and he was talking he had this like um he's like an African American artist and had this amazing print and it was of this like this guy he had a fro like tied up into like a bun mm-hmm. he had like this sci fi gun and like this sort of infinity gauntlet thing and mm-hmm. jetpack it was super cool mm-hmm. and we had this conversation about how to undermine stereotypes uh, in game art and how to do research mm. and not claiming authority despite being of that culture mm. or ethnicity or background. Um, because he was talking about like showing uh, Bianca like his sketchbook with all the different kinds of hair he's doing. And he's like, look, just because I'm black doesn't mean I know what the hairstyles are. That's really cool. And so he talked to us about how he went to barbershops, like several of them, and was asking people, okay, what are the top top seven like hairstyles you'd want to see in a game? Mm-hmm. And he just was showing us all these hairstyles. That's and, super cool. Yeah, and so it really inspired me to make sure that when we're doing Asians represent and when we're doing, you know, our D and D show, we want to speak from a position of authority based on research. Yes. And we don't want to just say, Hey, we're Asian. We know what's best. Yes. Um, there are times when we can say that, but when we're talking about, you know, our D and D world, even though we're Asian, we still, I'm doing so much research for our D and D world to make sure that the underlying principles of like the fantasy realm. Yeah are respectful of my own culture. Yeah, that's total. That's such a great point. And 
I'm still writing for Hearts of Wulin right now, and the kind of cultural context stuff. I've been doing so much research too. There's a lot of tabs yeah. <laughs> on my laptop right now, right? And it's that is so important, and I I really appreciate that because it is so easy to rest on our laurels as like, especially when you're like the one or two or three, like visible minority or who like pe- people that other people know within a specific community. Yeah, that like. And people just kind of turn to you sometimes to speak about whatever culture that you are supposed to be from. It's really easy to just be like, yeah, this. Yeah. It's like, why did why did they pick us for this panel? Mm-hmm. What are our credentials? Yeah. Um, what gives us the right to say these things? Yes. And uh, yeah, so I had that conversation with Charles, uh, with Tracy and Bianca, and it was honestly really inspiring and made me kind of... Uh, it made me really happy. Yeah. Um, the second negative thing was I went to the uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess booth. Right. Just to kind of see if they were going to have the Zach S stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went and the first thing I saw was this big white book, kind of like a, a nine by six book. Mm-hmm. And it says in big, bold black letters, Zach has nothing to do with this book. And I pick it up. I'm like, huh. Well, I mean, still put his name on it. It's just, you're still trying to get sales from it. Mm-hmm. And then like, less than two feet away from it, they're selling his book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I, I call him out on Twitter and I say, you know, Lamentations is simultaneously disowning Zach S and selling his book at the same time. Do better. And, you know, the community responded like really positively. It had like 124 retweets and people were like, you know, I, I learned a lot about that publishing company. Mm-hmm. But then there were like a handful of people who were like, Zach defenders mm-hmm. and they went and they like attacked me online mm-hmm. and this is the first time I've ever been attacked online mm-hmm. and uh and it was you know it was weird it was disheartening yeah. at times because I was like damn people kind of suck yeah um but then seeing the overwhelming you know positive reaction um it was kind of reassuring. But yeah, that was my first time really dealing with that. And then Zach tried to take me down on Twitter. He tried to get my account reported. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently failed. Uh, other than that, I think those were the only two negative experiences I had. Mm. Except for a Lyft driver who almost killed us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was super racist. Uh, texted while she drove and ran red lights. That's really scary. She she would like texting and she would take her both her hands off the steering wheel and would just periodically like put her hand back to readjust. And I'm like sitting there at the at, like riding shock and I'm just like getting ready to grab the wheel just in case we crash. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, my Lyft driver was very nice and was like, Yes, I used to go to Gen Con and then told me a lot of like cool things to do <laughs> in <laughs> Indianapolis. Cool things to do in Indianapolis. Well, he told me about restaurants, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was really nice. Nice, you know. Steak and Shake. No, he didn't tell me about <laughs> Steak and Shake. We have a Steak and Shake experience, though. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Uh, I went to Steak and Shake twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went twice. I went that one I time. I went to um, a really nice Italian restaurant, actually, mm. with uh, with Ethan, Mr. E, the guy who uses um, D&D in his uh, the all-girls uh, oh, club. Yeah, yeah okay. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going we're gonna to chat in the future. I like him a lot. Cool. Um, but... So that was our Gen Con experience. That was our Gen Con experience. A lot, lot more ups than downs. Yes. I would say. Yeah. Uh, would you go back? Yes, I would. I would 100% go back. I'm, 
I want to go back next year. I want to share a room with a broadswords. I'm jealous. Actually, no, I had great roommates, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe next time. I, I slept on a, uh, a pullout, and it was fine. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It actually ended up really well. We got, like, a suite, and they had, like, a, a private room, and then I still slept in the den. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It was great. Um, but, yeah, next year, it would be really cool if we can get everyone from Asians Represent <gasps> to go. And we do uh, our own live show. I wonder if Jade is going to come. Jade uh, Jade said that, that she would come. Yes. So we could do a live show with Jade. Yes. And like Amar and Steve. And we could all go yes. and do Dungeons and the Asians live. Yeah, Dungeons and the Asians. Yeah, I think that would be super fun. <laughs> um, let's make that happen. That name is so great. <laughs> yeah, I love that name. And I love that logo. Yeah, that logo is so good. I'm super happy with it. Yeah. I wish I was taller in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can request it. Next time. Um, if you ever do fan art of Dungeons and Asians, make me tall. <laughs> make Daniel the tallest. <laughs> make me, but not like like Slenderman tall. No, do that. <laughs> make me Slenderman tall. Yeah. Like like my, my sleeves are too short and I'm just like. Oh, that's good. I like that. Oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah. So next year, we're going to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. We go in Gen Con. Meet and, us there. Yeah, meet us there. And I really want us to do D&D live. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, in LA. I want to make this Oh, happen. right. Oh. Yeah, okay. well, we'll talk about that. Yes, okay. But anyways, um, we just, we're just so thankful for everybody and, and who came to see us at Gen Con. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. So let's, let's get to one year anniversaries. It's our one year anniversary. Oh my gosh. It's, do, 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 do. It's one year, not of us starting the podcast, but of one year of us releasing our very first episode. Mm-hmm. And to celebrate, we ask you to ask us some questions. Yeah. And uh, let, let's get to them. I also am drinking a celebratory drink. It's very disappointing. Uh, it's uh, ginger, it's wasabi ginger ale. Yeah, no comment. No comment. It, I, it just tastes like ginger beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first question is actually from Kiana. Uh, what's something we learned over the past year that stuck with us? And I'm assuming that's for the, uh, the podcast mm. and this is a two part. So we'll start with this one and then we'll get to the second part. Mm. What is a thing that we learned? Uh, I haven't really thought about this one. Have you thought of something? Yeah. Uh, I think it's not like a technique or anything. Um, but one of the things that I've learned the past year that it, stuck with me is how important um authentic connection is to me Mm. um how important it is for us to have these in-person conversations and how important it is for us to you know be our truest selves online because you know with asians represent we are you know whether we like it or not representing our communities, the Taiwanese community, the Chinese community, Mm -hmm. uh, the South Asian community, the Vietnamese community, Mm -hmm. um, for all the D&D cast members, you know, we're representing those communities in the gaming space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I've learned that, you know, I do my best when I'm my most authentic self and when I'm not trying to be what I think people expect of me Mm -hmm. as an Asian creator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that I learned is that uh, that, that trying to maintain representation is a delicate balance. Uh, And this is kind of like a more, this is definitely also a philosophical meditation on what we've been doing. Because we started this because, well, I wanted it when I pitched it to you. It's just for a chance for us to talk about games that 
no, like I can't, I haven't heard Asian people talk about these things before. And so this is what I wanted to listen to, so, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't exist. So then I was like, I guess we need to make it. We're going to make it. But it's, um, and because we named it Asians Represent, we were very clear with um, the kind of mission that we wanted to do with this. We wanted to create a platform for, to have other uh, creators be featured on here. We wanted this to be an opportunity to expand into a bigger community. And so I, I feel like I just, I'm learning that, first of all, it's pretty cool uh, where we've gotten. Yeah, definitely. At this point. But I also was like, I'm just excited for this to not be the be all end all. And I think for me, like sometimes seeing people being like, oh, like Asians Represent is like the go to. And I've gotten projects from this. Yeah. <laughs> because same. people are like, oh, yeah, you're a part of Asians Represent. You can probably do like sensitivity <laughs> reading, which is true. Yeah. But then I'm what I want is for it to not be about us. A hundred percent. And for it to really expand beyond that. And I'm excited for that point. I don't think it's at that point now because no. we're still developing our brands. Yep, definitely. And before we can expand the platform, I think we we need to be stronger. But yep. I'm I'm that's where I'm waiting. And I and I think we're we're starting to do that by you know, making sure that for almost every single discussion based episode we bring on a guest. Yeah. And we make it about uplifting the community and highlighting others. Yeah. So that they get opportunity. And yeah. I think we're very clear about that. It's like we said, you know, you can hire us if you want, but you should hire an Asian person. We were always yeah. very clear about, you know, making sure that our com- broader communities are represented in this industry and not just us. This isn't about, you know, us getting jobs. It's about us creating opportunity for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not super interested in people knowing me specifically, but I'm very interested in the opportunities that this uh podcast which i didn't realize mm-hmm. could provide and i think that's one thing i'm learning that i'm very excited about yeah totally and we're working on some projects that we probably wouldn't have gotten if not for asians represent yeah it's, some we can't talk about yeah and it's yeah it's given us opportunities to to work with people on more cool representation based stuff or just like asian themed opportunities anyway it's just like there are all these things that's like oh wow cool this was just us talking to each other, but then it's no longer that anymore. And yeah. that's great. So the second part of this question is uh, uh, a little less heavy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you two were a food pairing, what would you be? Okay. We looked at this question beforehand and we had some ideas. We had some ideas. Okay. We, first was uh, chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I would like to be waffles. You, you just said, you, you specifically said, I just want to be the carbs. Yes. I 100% want to be the carbs. <laughs> Um, I would be the chicken. Uh-huh. And then it's like, but we want to, we want to go more Asian. Yeah. You said rice and sesame. Uh-huh. And then I said congee and white pepper. So I'm the congee. I'm the white pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think those could be good food combinations. <laughs> and I thought about like, like, like hagao sumai. Oh. Oh. Oh, I would be the hagao because, because shrimp. Shrimp. And you'd be sumai because yeah, that's the other Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's fine you get the shrimp yeah oh man that's oh, really cool okay, I'll that would be, um, put that on a shirt yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think i think it would be something asian like kanji white pepper hagao sumai mm-hmm. for me i think of um spam and fried eggs oh do you ever eat that i i have i like the like white rice with the fried egg 
fried spam, and then soy sauce. Oh, I haven't had that before. I love that. I really like, I do really like sunny side up eggs with soy sauce. So good, right? It's so funny because the rest of my family is not into that, including my parents who really? uh, like, you know, spent most of their years in Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, why are you like this? As <laughs> well, the... Why are you like this? <laughs> yeah. They really like eating it with, uh, what is it? Uh, with ketchup. And I was like, gross. <sighs> soy sauce for the way. <laughs> I, I like eggs and ketchup, but I don't like too much ketchup because it's ends up tasting like ketchup oh no yeah i mean it doesn't matter to me what portion of the of ketchup is on it yeah i i'm soy sauce for the win <laughs> soy sauce for the win oh my gosh i would be soy sauce what would you like to be Actually, oh if you were soy sauce i'd be wasabi japanese food oh sweet yeah or, or i would like to be uh rice vinegar rice vinegar Ooh, is the best nice rice vinegar and oh i'm lost on this one i don't know rice wine Okay, there. I'm rice wine. Rice wine, rice vinegar, and uh, soy sauce. If you combine those three mm-hmm. uh, and then make salmon with it, it is the most delicious Ooh, thing. I'm gonna have to do that. It's so good. See, I like to do like, like, like the like a Dijon mustard with the seeds on uh, on salmon. I like that, or yeah. like or like maple. Yeah. If you want to cook the w- salmon the way that I always cook salmon, uh, those three things uh, plus ginger chopped ginger mm. and the proportions are th- three to two to one <laughs> should we just do cooking with daniel and agatha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and three is a rice wine two is the rice vinegar and then one is the soy sauce nice. but you can also like and it depending on how thick the salmon is i would also maybe rub it with some salt beforehand nice and i just mm-hmm. speaking of Asian food i just made japanese curry for the first time Ooh, yeah it's so good it turns out super great it's amazing with beef potatoes carrots onion yeah mushroom yeah mm. so good Just i love white it. rice yeah amazing so good uh speaking of food the next question so that first one was from those first two were from kiana next one is from aaron, aaron. Uh, <laughs> shout out shout out to aaron uh what foods fill you with happiness when you eat it or just see it on a menu i pick shalom bao yeah shalom bao that's really good and i pick uh taiwanese uh beef noodles oh uh if i were to add another one it isn't actually asian food it's eggs benedict Oh, yeah? I love Eggs Benedict. It's my favorite brunch food. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Taiwanese beef noodles is one of those things that I ate a lot as a kid. And that was like one of the things that we would always do. When I still lived in Taiwan, we, there was like a corner restaurant that we yeah. would go to. And it's so good. And I can't... Every time I see beef noodle uh, soup, I'm always like, oh, I want to eat this. But it's not Taiwanese. So yeah. whenever it's actually Taiwanese, I get so excited. I am... Um... I had really fond memories of Xiao Long Bao because when I was living in China, I was mm. living alone and I didn't know anybody. Mm. So I just go to restaurants and I'd eat alone and translate the menus. And I went to this one place and I ate three stacks Yo! of Xiao Long Bao. Yo! <laughs> I know. Wow. And one of them that I had had crab roe on the on like the tip where the folds are mm-hmm. and then crab meat mixed with the pork inside mm. it's like the best jamon bao i've ever eaten that sounds very good it was super good yeah um anyways next question <laughs> this is one that we kind of struggled with it's from uh knit sa- knit snack or knit knack on uh, twitter uh what are your favorite diverse games this year and um what what tabletop role-playing game uh folks do you want to have on the show next year or for our next year. Yeah. Um, I, the representation games. This is, yeah, this is very hard. This was a, this was a, a tough one for us because we actually talked about this question for like 10 minutes um, prior to the recording. 
And I think we settled on just saying, what are our favorite diverse games? Yeah. And the thing is, I there are games that I think are very cool in terms of their ideas, but I haven't played. So, for example, Dream Askew, I think, is very cool. Yep. But I haven't played it, so I don't know whether it's good or not. Um, it, I've heard good things about it, but again, I don't want to say that that's, that's a thing Yeah. from my perspective because I'm not actually informed. I think... Um... One of the things that I really... Oh, so I actually just thought of two that I really like. Um, one of the things that I really think is cool is not just a you know role-playing game. It's Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic has taken... Like Wizards, because you know, D&D as well, have, have taken like great strides to make the Magic the Gathering game and the staff that they hire to work on them way more diverse. Right. And I think that's really cool. And actually, for a future episode, we're going to have Maris, who works at Wizards, Ooh. in their magic department, um, actually talk to us about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. Uh, as for my favorite diverse games this year, uh, Uncaged, uh, Volumes 1 and 2, uh, I think are fantastic. If you, you can find them on DMs Guild. Mm-hmm. Uncaged is just like a collection of like folklore and mythology-themed D and D fifth edition adventures, mm-hmm. um, but the idea is that each one is meant to subvert tropes around female mythological creatures and monsters. Yeah, which that's I think very is cool. really neat. Um, it was nominated for an Emmy. I thought it should have won, um, <laughs> but it has a lot of people on it who are who are Asian. Um, and one of like there are quite a few who I'd love to have on the show, like Lisa Chen, uh, who we we keep talking back and forth about doing it, but we haven't done it yet. I'd love Lissa to actually be a guest on the D&D show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kat Kruger, uh, who's a friend of mine and I think is a, a wonderful human being. Right. Um, so those are two people who I'd love to have on the show, you know, our next year of Asians represent. Do you have any people who you, you'd want to have on the show? I mean, I really want Kiana to be on the show because every time I talk to her, she's like, I just want kissing in games. And I'm like, yo, same. Uh, yeah, we should we should play in well, the same game. Well, good thing Kiana's gonna be uh, a recurring guest on D and D. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and oh, another game that I th- I feel like I would like, but again, I haven't played is the game by Mark Diaz Truman, the one. Which one? Uh, the one that was Cartel. Yeah, Cartel. Oh, one... Cartel is wonderful. Yeah, so yeah. I think, but again, I don't. I've I've played it. I really like it. Yeah, but that's yeah. a that's a very cool game that is about a very specific perspective. Yeah. You, you know what I think I would like to extend this question to is what are our favorite sort of multimedia projects and properties that have come out this year? Because one of the things that I'm super into right now is Woo Assassins on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love how it is, you know, a really, really good, a, a super good Asian representation, mm-hmm. uh, strong like female characters. Um, they really like to subvert, you know, the Asian tropes in it. Mm. Um, but it's also a history lesson on, you know, the hit on the Chinese in San Francisco mm. and like the Tongs and the Tong Wars. Um, and I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, the main character who's played by Iko Uwais, who is, who's an Indonesian uh, actor and martial artist who got famous for the movie The Raid. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah, plays like a half Chinese, half Indonesian chef who's kind of like the adopted son of this triad gangster mm. and he inherits his power of like the Wu assassins and he's meant to kill the five Wu like the Wu Xing mm-hmm. um, oh yeah I remember yeah. seeing like trailers for it yeah and it, the, the CG is kind of kind of kooky but the storytelling is fantastic oh cool it's really good I highly recommend that to everybody okay yeah 
Yeah, for me, um, I don't know if this technically counts as last year. I'm pretty sure it came out last year. Uh, Or it was released in theaters in North America last year, and it's called Mustang. Mustang. And this is a Turkish film. It's a Turkish-French production, if I remember correctly, because I think they got a lot of grants from France, (laughs) the French government. So this is a film, uh, a lot of people compare it to The Virgin Suicides, but it's, and I haven't seen The Virgin Suicides. I read a little bit of the novel, and I didn't like it. But anyway... It's about uh, a family of sisters. How many were there? Oh, this is definitely not the movie I looked up. I think there were five sisters and they're in Turkey. And then it's just kind of like they're living. uh, Their parents have passed away. So they're raised by their grandma and their uncle. And it's just kind of about their lives. It's they live in a village that is like pretty removed from the capital. So there's still a lot of values that, um, the village maintains about what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a girl that they're kind of foisting on the the girls. But it's like, it's one of those movies that is really about, it's about girlhood and it's about the kind of ways that women navigate these, um, these really oppressive situations. Yeah. Like, where it's like a lot of the older women they believe in it but they also like try to like liven up their lives around it and it's also about sisters like these sisters they argue with each other the way that sisters do and i have a sister so i'm like this is so real and but then they also love each other the way that sisters do and like a lot of tragic things happen in this film it's very i think the pacing is very good it's very dramatic but you also feel the heart of it and it's not one of those like I'm from a distance and I'm like criticizing the system kind of movies is really right. like an empathetic and heartfelt film. And it's also beautiful. So I highly recommend it. It's called Mustang. Mustang. Cool. So next question, cause we gotta, we gotta move. Oh yeah. True. Is, uh, why is Agatha basically who I want my daughter to grow up to be like discuss? This is an interesting question because I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what exactly. Like you're just a you're good role model. You're a good person. I don't know what. They Why were. are you awesome? That's what they're basically asking. This is interesting. Well, there are aspects of people that are on podcast and off podcast. And I'm glad that you appreciate my the version of me that is on the podcast. And if you meet Agatha in person, Agatha is also great. Yeah, please talk to me. I'm, I'm a little more awkward in person. So, uh, but I, I like talking to people. So, yeah, definitely. Uh we kind of answered this one already, but like uh, from the perspective of Asian's rep- Asian representation, what's the best gaming product of the last year? I'm going to still stick with um, Uncaged Anthology uh, from that one. And what's the worst one? I don't, we kind of talked about it and we said that we wouldn't, you know, call out. I think the show's all about uplifting people. And I think it's more productive if we say what our, what our favorite things are. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if we were to call things out with things and describe why we don't like them i feel like this will only start drama and it's it will actually be more hurtful than it will be helpful yeah we only like drama in our games yes exactly (laughs) Ooh, that's a shirt too that's a (laughs) t-shirt so we yeah there i think there are games with aspects that could be improved on but we're we're not gonna talk about you can come talk to us in person (laughs) yeah talk to us in person i got words about games that i hate oh (laughs) But the tea will not be spilled here. But the tea will not be spilled here where it can be recorded. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Mendez says, when's Simu coming on the show? Let's make this happen. Let's campaign. Everybody, 
gets Mulio. He's super, super busy right now. Mm. Big Marvel star. Mm. Um, so let's campaign to have Simu on Asians represent. <laughs> yeah. Kickstart. Uh, <laughs> Kickstart it. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit up Taylor. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, Taylor, we okay. want the star we on our show. We want this Marvel star on our show. How can we kickstart it? <laughs> um, okay. So, oh, Dunami, who did our D&D logo, mm-hmm. asked, um, okay, so Americans are all about ramen these days. Uh, it's ramen this and ramen that. But let me tell you, they're sleeping on laksa, khao soy, and other incredible dishes com- comprising of both a thick noodle soup base and having noodles. No question, just a comment, really. What do you think? What do you think about noodles? What, do you think people are sleeping on certain Asian dishes that they should eat more of? I think I'll, I'll, I'll kind of morph the question into that. Uh, sure. I feel like this is the kind of thing that I'm not as salty about as I think other people are. I didn't know there was salt about this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of salt in like food studies and then about like, like cultural appropriation and that kind of like, like what is the new imperialism when it comes to food? I had a friend who was in food studies, so he talked to me a lot about it, but I'm just... Is your friend Asian? Yeah, he... he... What? We should do an episode. Oh, uh, yeah. He's really busy now. He's a real scholar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hit him up and ask him about food. I don't know if he's still doing food studies, but he... Well, that's, that's something cool we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's very... Oh, yeah, I should hit him up. Yeah, because that would be an interesting episode because, you know, we are... that. I mean, those are all things that we discuss in gaming. This is just from the lens of food. Yeah, yeah, right? and food is very important. So, I, but I personally am not... Like, I, I feel like people can discover or not discover them. I don't have enough friends that are, like, super hipster or, like, oh, guess what I just discovered? So, Hashtag ramen. Like, that's not yeah. my life, so I don't feel super... I either have, like... I don't have friends like that. I do have a lot of friends who are, like... What's ramen? Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, let me introduce you to all this awesome food that I like. Um, yeah. But, but sure. I think if people were to discover more food, that'd be great because those food are very delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another question um, from uh, RV. What are the games you are looking forward to trying out in the next year? And uh, who are your wish list guests for future episodes and why? Okay. So we talked about the wish list guests. Simulio. Yeah. <laughs> Simu Liu. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Yo, Jeremy Lin. Uh, Jeremy Lin to play D&D. As Son Wukong. As Son Wukong. I'm going to play Wukong, the basketball player, and Jeremy Lin can play... I don't know, Jeremy Lin. <laughs> we'll see, we'll Yo, see. If we get Jeremy Lin on Asians Represent to talk about gaming, because he loves League. Oh, yeah? He, he does love League of Legends. Oh, maybe, maybe. Let's talk, what's... Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Someone's hit us up with Jeremy's PR team. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Lin, Simu Liu, what other celebrities do we want? Um, I don't know. The people in Crazy Rich Asians? I would love to talk. Okay. Dream dream guests on Asians represent <laughs> Ali Wong. Yeah. I would love to just meet Ali Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend went up to me and she last night and she went and she went and she went... She, she smelled me. She's like, Daniel, you smell like responsibility. <laughs> it's an Ali Wong joke. Um, I see. <laughs> but I love Ali Wong. Yeah. But like in terms of gaming people, yeah. uh, we're still looking. We're still looking for all of the Asian gaming yeah. guests. Like you don't even need to be like a superstar. You could be somebody who's just starting out. Mm-hmm. A- a- like we said, Asians represent is all about uplifting the community yeah. and helping creators, you know, with exposure. Yeah. 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 But also Jeremy and, Lin. And also Jeremy Lin. Um, and games we're looking forward to playing. 
Uh, I actually just bought Pathfinder 2.0. Uh-huh. So I'm very excited to try that. Cool. Uh, I bought the Fallout Wasteland Warfare RPG. Mm-hmm. Very excited to play that. Um, those are the two. Those are the two. I'm actually running a campaign with my home group, and everybody's going to be playing um, like a, a mixed mixed ancestry character mm-hmm. who have all been brought forth to the reading of a will. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's going to be like a crisis of identity. Oh, that's very exciting. How about you? Um, I don't... I don't know. I feel like all the games that that I've been wanting to play, I have played. I want to play a proper game of Fiasco. Um, I we will do that. For yeah, sure. which we will do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I D and D. Sure. I mean, that's not like a dream thing no, no. because it's gonna happen. True. Um, I don't. I don't like. Uh, I don't like the idea of a dream. What? Oh, Daniel's pointing to a sign that's on his fridge, and it says, A dream is something that would be nice. A goal is something you're going to do. Such a Daniel thing. Um, wow, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. I think there are like, there, yeah, there are some cool indie games that I can't think of right now that I'm really interested in trying. I I'm, I want to try out, oh, I know what I want to play. I want to play Xeno Language. What's that one? That's a new game that um, Hakan and his wife i don't remember her name i think her name is it starts with a k <laughs> i think um that they're working on and it's another like language based one it's basically arrival oh that's cool the game so is it drawing on things from dialect no it's i think they use a completely different system i believe from what i remember it's something like a ouija board but okay. not exactly like that and then every time you like define a a a character or a word kind of like the kind of like dialect i guess in that way oh okay. yeah that's a game that i want to play huh yeah it seems very cool okay arrival is also one of my favorite movies ever i haven't read i've the, never seen it i've never read the short story or novella that it's based on but the film is so good it's very thematically tight i think just it's very well done it gives me the same kind of satisfaction that i get from watching memento yeah i have i have never seen uh Excuse me. I have never seen Arrival, and I've only heard good things about it. It's great. I like the sound design. I like the theme. I like the characters. It's just, it's a very complete story. I feel like you see a, you see a lot more movies than me, which well, is due to the nature of your job. But. Which is hilarious because, yeah, I work at a cinema, and compared to everyone else, I don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you still, you, you see some, like, really cool things. Um, I, I, I mean, I still haven't seen, like, and this is like so lowbrow compared to. No, it's uh, fine. Uh, I still haven't seen like I still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Oh, I don't watch it. I don't. Uh, and and I like and I like that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I haven't seen it yet because I just I don't have the time. Yeah, that's fair. I don't watch superhero movies because, like Marvel, I didn't start watching when they first started coming out, and I'm like, there's just too many. I can't. And I like knowing everything that's going on and all the references and in jokes. So I need to watch everything in order to get that, and I, I don't have time for that. So I don't watch them anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, last question, another one from Dunami. Yay! Shout out to Dunami Art. Woo! It's at Dunami, amazing artist. How do you spell that? Uh, it's at D O O N A M I. Um, okay. I often get questions from people about how to respectfully portray or play Asian coded characters and their cultures at the table. 
what should I tell them? Um, I think it depends. Like if it's of someone that you're playing with, then I, so then I would spend a little more time in helping them. Um, okay. If it's someone who's like reaching to you like across the internet, then I would refer them to one of Mendez's posts, his blog post, which just talks about that. Yep. So you don't need to spend so much um, emotional effort in helping other people. Because, I, yeah. Yeah. And I think it listen, listen to our episode one, Orientalism, mm-hmm. that we did a talk about world building. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think is really important, and I said this at our panel about you know playing Asian characters, is... You know, a lot of people think that, oh, if I'm going to play an Asian character or I'm going to play a character that is Asian, there's nothing wrong with trying to be an Asian character. Yeah. But here's the thing. Their their ethnicity, because I, I don't really like to use the word race, their ancestry, their eth- ethnicity, shouldn't be a primary role in defining who they are. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me, mm-hmm. right? So, for instance, like, if you're thinking of any suboptimal portrayals of Asians mm-hmm. in gaming and media, especially like like a D and D, like a, a core rulebook where they could show anybody, mm-hmm. right? If you have an Asian character and you're portraying them as Asian because they are either like a monk or a wise sage, mm-hmm. something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? But you could say have like in the fifth edition player's handbook, the only Asian person who's in that book is wearing samurai armor. Right. Right. For me, if you want to play an Asian character, I I really want I really want to say like Asian people can be anywhere. Like when I'm when I'm playing an Asian character, almost every character I play is Asian. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and I try to avoid actually hard coding them as Asian. Yeah. Based on how they look. Like, oh, I am wearing silken robes or I I uh you know, I have jet black hair and all that like i i don't i avoid that stuff to be honest yeah because a- asian character can be anything in yeah. these games so how i would go about giving people advice especially if it's someone that you're gaming with because again referring to mm-hmm. what i said before if it's other people that you don't know then you know they have resources but if it's someone at the table then how i would do it is uh guide them in how they will research so i would ask a series of questions the first question being Okay, so what background are you thinking of? So, yeah. they, so they can be like, "Oh, I'm a Japanese." <laughs> generally, <laughs> it's generally that. <laughs> and then you can be like, "Okay, so Japanese. Uh, what is our setting of our game? Like, is this set in Japan? So, if it's not, if it's like set somewhere in the West, then you can ask like, okay, cool. So you can think about are they are they like not." Uh, for example, if you're setting this in America, if this is like an Urban Shadows game, right? You can be like, oh, okay, so like, are they American or are they Japanese? Or so, and then that will help you define. And it's like, okay, if they're American, if they're like, how many generations down are, have they been living here? And then that can generally start helping people think about their characters. And then you can be like, okay, so if they're like a third generation Japanese American, like what kind of values do you think? They want you want to focus on, and if they're like, I don't know, then you you can be like, okay, like you can go research into that. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, good concise answer. Yeah, we actually have one more. <laughs> Came at the very end. Okay, Jason Mills, shout out demigods PBTA. Woo. Um, also met met Jason at the con. Did you get to meet Jason? Yeah, Jason yeah. is super nice. Jason super awesome. Uh, favorite moment, even if it ended up on the cutting room floor. 
was your favorite moment of the past year of doing Asians Represent? I think my favorite moment is when we came up with our uh, our magical girls personas. Yes. Passion fruit, dragon fruit, mango fruit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we were talking about our transformation sequences. I think that was a great question that people asked us. Yeah. And I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah. I still really want art of. <laughs> we we can, can you know, well we did talk about doing a magical girls actual play. Mm, we could do that. We could do that, and then that would give us a, a reason to commission some art for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um, so that's that's your favorite moment. That is my favorite. That was a good one. Yeah, that was very fun. Oh man, I think. You know what? I think um, my favorite moment. You know what my favorite moment was when I was at D and D Live, mm-hmm. and I was um, sitting at a, I was hanging out, just chatting with some people, talking about D and D, and like the conversation of like Asian representation kind of came up, and the, one of the people at the table kind of looked, looked over to me and was like, oh, you, "If you're into that stuff, you know what you should listen to? You should listen to Asians represent." <laughs> oh, and, so great! And I was like, I'll, "I didn't even say I'm Daniel." <laughs> What? Yeah, because it kind of got to the point where, like, the show was more than just us. The yeah, show's a resource for people. I mean, you should still tell people. <laughs> I know. I was kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, it's me. It's Daniel. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when somebody said, like, you should listen to Asians Represent, they're a good resource. And I was like, oh, wow. That's very cool. That And that was a really cool moment for me. And, you know, being able to go to D&D Live and rep the Asian community. Yeah, definitely. On stream. And there, were, there were only, like, four Asians there. There will be more. Me, but there will be more. And so that was like a special moment when, you know, people started to recognize our value, mm-hmm. not just us as individuals, but the value of Asian creators. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been, we've been active in like Asians have been active in the scene for a really long time, mm-hmm. but you know, meeting people who listen to Asians represent, or actually I was talking to, um, Daniel Fox. Uh, so Daniel Fox, uh, uh, Grim and Perilous RPGs, Vihander RPG. Okay. Um, it's like an OSR style book and very trad, not your style. Okay, cool. Um, but it's an amazing game, amazing company. And Daniel actually was consulting with me to because they acquired the license to uh, Tetsubo, mm. which is like a, um, a samurai RPG. Mm-hmm. And he listens to Asians represent and actually wanted to do it right. So we were actually talking about it, like what would be the best and most respectful way to do it mm-hmm. without really blending different parts of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and our conversations actually led him to actually slow down production on the project so he could assemble a proper team. <gasps> yeah. And That's was, so cool. And he told me that because like we kind of, we, we talked, we would we'd talk on and off, right? And... Um, we we were like hanging out at the critical role party and at his booth at Gen Con. Mm. And he was like, Yeah, we're gonna wait until like twenty twenty one before we really like dive into it again because I wanna assemble the right team. Mm. And that actually like made me super happy. Yeah. Because I'm like like us, like what we're doing is bringing about great change. Mm-hmm. Because a, they're a company with a lot of followers and this this project will no doubt be a big hit. Zweihander won Ennies. Right. And you know, a conversation that I had with them about representation and what they could do actually 
help them make their product better. Sweet. Right. And so they're doing something awesome. And I'm really proud of us Mm -hmm. for being able to do something like that. I'm also proud of us for being able to bring on new people onto the show. Mm -hmm. Like Jade, Jade, we miss you. Yeah, we miss you. Uh, But we have Amar and then we have Steve for D&D. Yeah. And, you know, our agents represent families growing. Yeah. And I'm I'm proud that we've been able to do that. Aww. Yeah. So um, to to end up this episode, I want to... I want to ask something of you, listener. To celebrate the one-year anniversary of Asians Represent, I would love for you to leave a review of the show on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes and tell us uh, what your favorite moment of Asians Represent has been mm-hmm. for the past year. Uh, tell us you know, what, what you think of the show, what you like, what you want us to do in the future. Mm. Okay. Um, and we're going to read through all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say iTunes because that's a, a big one to, um, like get exposure. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, go on iTunes, leave a review, uh, tell us what your favorite memory is. Mm-hmm. And I want to do a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really want to do a giveaway cause I want to give back. And like, <laughs> I talk about Coriolis so much. You really do. On this show. Um, I want to give away a copy of Coriolis. Mm, cool. Uh, I have a brand new copy of Coriolis mm-hmm. um, that I I bought for myself because I was like, my other copy is like so beat up because I use it so much. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna give this to somebody. And uh, so if you are, um, if you leave a, leave a comment on iTunes, tell us what your favorite moment is. Um, and of course, review. We'll pick one at random and we'll send you a copy of Coriolis. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this one year anniversary post Gen Con special episode of Asians Represent. Mm-hmm. Um, this this means a lot to us. Yeah, and if you've enjoyed our episode and you want to check out more amazing content from the One Shot Podcast Network, then we recommend Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Bolter create characters in multiple RPGs with prominent guests from the games community. I was on one episode <laughs> talking, well, a couple of episodes talking about Hearts of Wuling, and oh, it's nice. super cool. So each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth for a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. It's very cool. I've listened to a couple of episodes and, and I enjoy them. And they're good people. Yeah. And they're good people. So um, if you have any questions about, you know, our Gen Con experience, uh, some of the themes we discussed, the games we talked about, or anything else related to Asians Represent, get in touch with us on Twitter at A-Z-N-S Represent. A-Z? Yeah. Or at A-Z-N-S Represent at OneShotPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'll be posting character bios at a Z N S represent. I'm trying to. I'm trying to appeal to both oh both sides of the border here. Uh, a Z N S represent, and of course, A Z N S represent on Facebook. I'm Daniel. I'm Agatha, and you've just listened to Asians, Asians represent. represent.